You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Back with Inside Purple and Gold, Jace Frederick, Dane Mizutani here breaking down Minnesota's 28-25 victory over the Saints over in London. Uh, double doink goes Minnesota's way uh, and as Will Lutz's 61-yard attempt hits the upright. You call that? Upright. I was like, I wanted to call it the cross right. I know it's the crossbar uh, and the upright goes upright, crossbar, no good. Um, another break, frankly, within the first four games of the year that goes the Vikings way and they're three and one because of it. Um, another game where we go some good, um, some bad, and it ends all as well for Minnesota um, as this three and one team, an imperfect three and one team for sure. Um, we're recording this in the middle of the Giants Bears game and one of those teams is going to three and one and I think Minnesota's better than those two teams, but I think it's going to feel a little similar like that team's not that great, but they're three and one um, and that's going to be the Vikings as well. Uh, part of that's because of this defense, Dane, um, that. You know, Andy Dalton, Chris Olave, I don't know. Uh, like, Chris Olave was this team's only weapon that you really had to worry about. Andy Dalton was the one throwing to him. Um, Olave didn't even have a big game, but they just, like, this defense, It's it doesn't matter the opponent. They're going to give up 24-ish points, um, and it's going to come relatively easily uh, because that's the way they play defense. It doesn't adjust it for any opponent. Um, it's Ben, 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 hope you don't break. Okay, you broke some, but hopefully not enough, um, which uh, – on, I get it against good offenses, but man, when you play against a team that is beat up and should be a bad offense and it looks the exact same, that's frustrating. I got to think for the fans at home. Yeah. And just also like early on, the Saints looked terrible. And as the game progressed and as the game wore on, the Vikings defense proved that like they're not that good. Like early on, I think a lot of the Saints struggles were on them. And you know, they had the Dalton fumble. I know the Vikings caused that, but as. You enter the second half and they just start marching down the field. Latavius Murray, who was on the practice squad last week, comes up, gets the call for for Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram got some carries too, but that dude is so old. Like it was like Latavius Murray's backfield basically by the end of the game, and he was gashing them in in the second half. Five yards a pop, six yards a pop. They didn't even face third downs because Latavius Murray was just taking whatever he wanted from, from this Vikings front seven. Um, the pass rush didn't get home as much as it, you know, they, I, they got, they at least had some sacks today as opposed to the, against the lions where, where they had none. No, but I thought this was a team that you were going to be able to pressure, especially when they were missing Andrews Pete, their, their, their starting right guard. Like we were giving the, the pass rush, the benefit of the doubt in week two against a very good Philadelphia Eagles offensive line against a very good Detroit offensive line in, in week three. But maybe the pass rush just is what it is, too. Maybe they're just kind of okay. Um, it's just the, the word that we're going to keep using, like, just okay. That's what it feels like on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball. Like, there's different players that kind of, you know, 
take up this this form of, of the defense and kind of be a microcosm of the struggles. I, I look at a guy like Cam Dancer, just like consistently gets roasted but can make a play, like had a great pass breakup late in the game on Chris Olave. That's kind of what it is. Like like you said, Ben don't break. I just think like you're going to break against really good teams. And like, look, if the goal is just to like sell a bunch of tickets, get in the playoffs and just like test your luck there, see what happens. I think the defense can get you there. Like it's, it's, it's good enough to like bend and not break most of the times. But like, I, I think when, when, when you really start to play good teams, you know, whether it be the the few good teams that pop up on the schedule, or if you do make the playoffs, like, the defense isn't going to be good enough to get it done. Just like do not have it be good enough to contain Andy Dalton led offense, especially late. Even like, you know, when we, we talked about it. Okay. The Detroit game, I guess they got the stop at the very end. They couldn't do that this time. They didn't do that. They gave up the big play to Chris Olave over the middle Maybe. of the field. And then they get the timeout because Harrison Smith hurts his hand. Like it's the only thing you couldn't do when you did it. Um, and you gave the saints a chance. Um, and, and that kick, easily could go in. It's literally 50, 50 as it goes off the upright. Um, you, they didn't do that. They didn't come through. They put the off. They literally put the offense in a hole and the offense was able to come out of it after the offense kicked itself enough times. But like the defense is not good. Um, Daniel Hunter is not a great player anymore. Like that's just at some point we have to say Daniel Hunter is not a great football player anymore. And that is, it is what it is. So Darius Smith might not be a great football player anymore, even with the one pressure of the sack today. Like this defensive line is not what we thought it was going to be. Um, and that's kind of the reality. And this is what it's going to look like. Um, you can't get gashed by Latavius Murray. You can't get gashed by Andy Dalton. Um, and yet it looks like every opponent that plays them, this is going to happen. Uh, week one certainly looks like fool's gold now. And I think this is the expectation moving forward. Um, you're going to give up 24 points, maybe 27, whatever the case may be. And you're going to try to outscore them. And you're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL in terms of yards. Uh, and you're never going to be able to say that any game's ever put away either. So kind of that's where they're at right now. Yeah, you're going to hope, you're going to give up a ton of yards, and you're going to hope that opposing offenses stink or shoot themselves in the foot the way that your offense shoots itself in, in the foot a lot of the times. Um, one thing I will say, like Patrick Peterson showed a little bit of a heartbeat today. Like two pass deflections looked pretty good, a couple big stops and run coverage he gets beat too like he, he's another example of someone on this defense that just like can show flashes and then look old um but he he, he was okay today uh maybe the, the the one bright spot to me and like i don't know like there, there weren't a ton of bright spots i thought patrick peterson looked okay i thought cam dancer at times was okay um dalvin thomason had the sack fumble um he was the standout on the defensive line which like you said is not nearly as good as, as we thought it was going to be um, no knock on Dalvin Tomlinson, but if he's the guy who's standing out on, on a week to week basis, uh, when you have, you know, supposed world beaters like Daniel Hunter and Darius Smith on the, on the defensive line. Um, I think that kind of speaks to your, your ineffectiveness on, on that side of the ball. Um, but I don't know. They have the bears next week. They'll probably look good enough against them as well. Then they have a Dolphins team without Tua. I, that'll be interesting, though. Like maybe without Tua. Hopefully without Tua. Like I hope he's not playing in two weeks. Um, that's another discussion. But against the Dolphins, when uh, you go up against team like an actual NFL offense, how are the Vikings going to look? Because no matter how much we talk about this, how how, how 
okay, well, they, they left a lot to be desired today, but they still got the win. They, they bend, but they only give up 24, 25 points. Uh, like that's not going to work against a, a high powered offense, like against the dolphins. And I think at that point, you're going to learn a lot more about the Vikings defense. I think we know the Vikings defense is not that good. Um, but I think like the apologists around the Twitter sphere and Vikings fans are going to say, well, you know, like what, when, when, they, when it really matters, they, they really step up or they, you know, they, they only allow, they lay, allow a lot of yards, but not, not a ton of points. Um, we're going to, I think the, the defense will continue to show its colors as, as the season progresses. Get to a unit that did look good. The special teams, um, frankly, you could argue won the Vikings game today. Um, obviously, the big fake punt that led to a field goal. Obviously, uh, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, right? I liked the decision from Kevin O'Connell, like near midfield, fourth and two. Like that's the time you do it, um, right? It's Jalen Naylor for Naylor's first big play in a Vikings uniform. Uh, obviously, you know the kicking game going perfect. Like that's other than the extra point. Like, frankly, I can't really pick out times where the special teams has let this team down very often this year. No, and I mean I'm not counting Greg Joseph missing 55 yard field goals as like oh what are you doing? Yeah, no, I, I'm not counting that either. Um, and it's not because I wrote a feature about Greg Joseph last week before he <laughs> missed the two 56 yarders. But like, what are we doing? We're criticizing a guy for missing two field goals that would have stood as the franchise record. Like, maybe don't trot him out there another time. But like, missing a 56 yard field goal to me is like that's fine. Like, you should be able to make it. But like, we're not going to criticize Will Lutz for missing the 61 yarder on the double doink either. Um, those are long field goals that shouldn't necessarily be the expectation or it's not something you should get flamed for if you miss. Um, but Matt Daniels, yeah, he, the special teams coordinator on the Vikings has this unit playing really, really well. Um, you mentioned the fake punt. Um, I, I like the creativity on, on I, I like when you have a fake punt and it's not just snap it to the up back and hope that you like catch the other team off guard. And then you kind of have egg on your face if, if they're playing kind of in a, like a safe, like they ran a play. They, they let Ryan Wright throw the ball and like little behind little short, but it pretty good throw. Like from the former high school quarterback, like the broadcast was talking about, um, man, that guy's a unit. He's a big punter and he was probably a pretty big quarterback too. Um, they also forced a, you know, so the punt team, punt coverage team converts on that fake punt. They also force a fumble. Chris Boyd punches the ball out, recovers it. And then just like, celebrates like he won the Super Bowl, <laughs> takes his helmet off, throws it like Stephon Diggs after the Minneapolis miracle. And I think you could see like on the replay, like Patrick Peterson, like yell at Pat, like Chris Boyd, like put your helmet on. What are you doing? Like, uh, but like things like that, like I, I think Matt Daniels, I love the dude. I love the fire that he coaches with. I love talking to him every week. He, he is like one of the most entertaining coaches I've ever covered in my life. Um, but I think, a little bit of, of that fire and that intensity kind of rubs off on those guys. I think he's also just a very good coach who has these guys playing very fundamentally sound. Another big play was um, Jalen Rieger had like a 25 yard return on a punt return. Uh, Kenan Wong Wu had, I think it was like a 34 yard kick return that was aided by a 15 yard personal foul penalty, uh, you know, at the end of it. Uh, special teams was really, really good today. Uh, the offense and the defense were really, really okay. Maybe that's the path for this team. Uh, the special teams hasn't lost them a game yet. They won them a game today. If you're just going to be average everywhere else, like you got to find the, the little difference makers. Um, maybe this will be like a Tennessee Titans team where we watch them. We're like, yeah, they're not great. Um, but yet they just win a lot of games and like special teams can be a big part of that. It's been a good unit so far. Um, it's probably going to have to be one of the better special teams units in the NFL. If this team's going to find a way to be great. That literally is probably part of the formula. 
Um, yeah. And it wasn't something I would have picked up before the season started, but it does have a trajectory of maybe being that um, because it was the difference maker, I would argue today. And I think most would as well. Yeah. And I do want to give credit to Greg Joseph. Like, like he was really, really good today. Like missed the extra point. That happens sometimes. Like it shouldn't, but it does. Like they aren't chip shot gimmies anymore. Like sometimes even the best kickers miss them. Um, but he responds like the, the bear, like misses the extra point, probably feeling pretty crappy about himself on the sideline. When Will Lutz 60 yard field goal now ties the game instead of makes it a one point game in the Vikings favor. Um, and then ice in his veins, he comes back and he just, he crushes the 47 yard field goal. They, never a doubt. Just right down the middle. Um, he's a really good kicker. And, and I think like kicking, it's like like we talked about at the beginning of the show. It's always been this hex or this curse. Um, we can appreciate this guy. He he's a very good kicker. Um, the Vikings are in, I think, a good spot with him. Um, and like you said, like I think that kind of flows out to the rest of the special teams too when we talk about it. Ryan Wright, good punter. Uh, Jalen Rieger, like according to Eagles fans on on Twitter, not a good punt returner. Like pretty good punt returner. Kenny Wongu, great kick returner. Like the special teams unit, I think more often than not is going to be a win on the Viking side. If we're just breaking down week to week, um, that unit's really good. Um, we won't belabor the point too much because at the end of the day, the offense and defense still have left a lot to be desired, but the Vikings are three and one. And I think heading into this week, you fly home from London, you snap back to central time, you prepare for the bears um, and you should be four and one heading into to, to week six. The circadian rhythm is in perfect line. Um, so, yeah, that Bears game, no excuses there because they are in central time zone. I don't want to hear anything about traveling back from London. They did everything to perfection. Just ask all the sleep people and whatnot, sports scientists. So I'm not accepting that as an excuse next week if they lose because everything we heard was that this should be just great for leading into week five. Uh, that'll be an interesting one. It could be 3-1 and one Vikings versus 3-1 and one Bears if you are – listening to this in three hours and you're like the bears lost you dummy um we recorded this the first half of that game but maybe it'll be a massive nfc north showdown uh frankly it will be to some degree either way but another chance for the vikings to even if they want to play uninspiring football maybe win again um but we'll see maybe they'll decide oh we should flip a switch and actually try to improve week to week uh, that would be my thought but their approach is working as well so who am i to say uh anyway vikings three and one Win in London, still undefeated in London all time. Uh, a home away from home, I guess. Uh, 28-25, win over the Vikings, player of the game, Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph, I Greg think Joseph. so. I, you know, obviously, Justin Jefferson with his 10 catches for 147. Well, yeah, Greg that Joseph. was that was Greg Joseph's partner in crime, basically. Exactly. Greg Joseph, though, five field goals, game winner, player of the game for sure. All right, we'll be back on Tuesday. Looking forward to Vikings-Bears week, NFC North. It's always a rivalry. Uh, it might have some pretty big standings implications. That'll be a lot of fun. Follow, like, subscribe to Inside Purple and Gold, Odyssey's Vikings podcast. Stick with us here as we move through what is a successful open to the season, um, despite everything we might say about it along the way. Uh, <laughs> for Dave Mizutani, I'm Jace Frederick. Thanks so much for listening. We will catch you next time. Goodbye.